continue our daily Bible reading, this time in uh, the book of Numbers and in the 19th chapter, so Numbers 19, where we see the laws for purification. What I want you to see here is God continuing to emphasize to his people that there's something wrong between him and his people, that we have made ourselves impure, that we have sinned, that we've disobeyed God. And because of that, there's this separation between God and us. And so there needs to be a sacrifice. God set up already in the in Eden with Adam and Eve. If you eat of this tree, you will surely die. Uh, someone has to die. We, we read about earlier in the chapters of Roman or Numbers that God provided a way for a substitute to someone to die in their place. There's the substitute of the sacrifices. There's the substitute of the, for the firstborn. Uh, and of course, obviously, that's leading all towards Jesus Christ, who becomes our substitute, who dies in our place, who takes our sin upon himself. And rather than us dying, he dies in our place, and we get the benefits of that. But God continues to show his people uh, in Numbers 19 that there's a problem here, that this death, whenever death happens, so as you read in the chapter, you're going to read about if someone comes in contact with something that's dead, uh, anything, that it makes them impure. It's just another reminder that death is not a natural thing. Um, we, we as human beings, we try to make it natural. We try to uh, normalize something that, that really bothers us and, and concerns us. So we try to, well, death is just a part of the cycle of life. Well, no, it's not. Uh, where does death come from? If we're willing to believe the Bible, which we do, all of the Bible, all the way back to Genesis, um, there's a reason for death. God didn't, God didn't create a world where people would die. God made Adam out of the dust of the ground, and he breathed life into Adam, and he intended that life to last for forever. It wasn't until they sinned that God said to Adam and then to Eve, too, um, you came from the dust, and now to the dust you shall return. Um, so the, that that whole um, uh, uh, showing that death is not normal, uh, that death is something that uh, reminds us of our impurity um, and how we've fallen short of the glory of God. God gives them all these rules now about when they're around something that dies to remind themselves that they need to be made pure. But let's look a little bit closer at some of the details of what that's like. If you go to if you go to verse two of chapter nineteen, he says the sacrifice, the only sacrifice that's acceptable is a sacrifice without deflect defect and with no blemish. Um, notice that it has to be a perfect sacrifice. Um, God will accept nothing less. Uh, God values life so much and the penalty for sin um, is so great uh, that we can't give God our leftovers. It has to be the best. Now, of course, we know, knowing what we know, this side of, of uh, of, of uh, the New Testament is that, uh, or, or after the time of Jesus Christ, is that Jesus Christ was that perfect sacrifice without defect, no blemish, no sin. He offers that and therefore he ends all sacrifices and now you and I can have the hope. Notice uh, it, we're told in verse 4, he's to take some of the blood. Remember, blood symbolizes life. And so that uh, the reminder of that blood, Jesus obviously is going to shed his blood for us. He's going to die for us. Notice also in verse 6 too, where brought up where it's brought up again about the hyssop and the hyssop plant and when Jesus is hanging on the cross they give him that mixture of uh, of wine and and uh, other things of aloes or, or wine a bitter wine uh, with hyssop the hyssop bread so it's kind of interesting that connection that comes there notice also in verse 9 that all of these sacrifices eventually are to end up outside of the camp the camp. It's, it's the symbolism of the sin being taken outside of us, of, of God removing 
that from us. And if you think about it, remember Jesus, Calvary uh, is outside of Jerusalem. It's not within the city gates. God has taken out of the city of peace this sacrifice for sin so that sin is taken out of our lives and you and I are set free. And then there's this water of impurity that comes up a number of times and there's just washings that happen all over the place. Might that be, and I think it is, a prefiguring of, of our baptism that in baptism we are uh, we are washed clean of all of our sins. There's this water being thrown all over and poured over and bathed in, and, and Jesus would take that same water and that same baptism and said, um, "This is now a baptism of, of water and of the Spirit. This is a this is a washing away of sin. Here's where we get the benefits of what Christ did for us uh, when He died uh, on the cross. But notice then also too how uh, how strict this is. This is not something where they have the option of doing or not doing, but the person who refuses this purification is to be cut off from the camp, um, showing the seriousness uh, of if we're not right with God, how we get cut off from God. And the only way we can be, be right with God is a sacrifice has to be made. And of course, that ultimate sacrifice is, uh, is Jesus Christ. So God bless you as you continue to read. I know we're finishing up a week here on, on Numbers 19, and we're going to start up again as we continue uh, in Numbers chapter 20 uh, and stay in the Word. God bless you.